What's up, you guys? It's Margot. Welcome back to Working Title. I'm so glad you're here. I took a couple weeks off of the pod because I lost sight of what I started it for. I got super in my head where it became a huge chore. Um, and allowing myself to take a couple weeks off reminded me that the whole point of this podcast is that I don't have the answer. I don't know how to be a person post grad. I don't know what my identity is. Um, I feel a little lost and confused. And I think everyone kind of does to a certain degree, especially this timing. I think like one year of being in COVID and things starting to pick up, the vaccine being rolled out is so exciting, but it also means that um, we have to kind of figure out how to pretend to be humans again, which I think we were doing all of growing up, but it put things into perspective where now we feel like we need to be doing things that are important to us. So, I don't know, maybe that's just me projecting my struggles onto everyone, (laughs) but that's what I've been going through. It really helped us step away and realize that the whole point of this podcast is just to figure stuff out together, talk through certain subjects, um, navigate different things that we're dealing with post-grad, whether you're maybe you're still in college, maybe you're 15 years out of college. Um, we're just going to chat and figure out this world, um, topic by topic. We're going to bring some guests in and today we're going to be talking about something that I felt pretty passionate about recently, which is hating the internet. Let me clarify. I don't hate the internet. (laughs) We're off to a good start. I have actually modeled my entire career around the internet, so that would be silly to say I hate it. I majored in digital advertising, and I minored in information management and technology, which is like all things techie, data management, building websites, learning how to code. And then my career, obviously, is doing YouTube, and then... My other career is head of marketing for a startup. So all of those things circle around the internet. I love the internet. It pays my bills and I have a lot of fun on it. I guess I should alter this to social media because all of these things that I've thought about circle around social media more than the internet. And bear with me during this episode. I feel like I could say a thousand disclaimers for every point that I'm going to make, but I'll just try to say it here. These are all my own opinions. I tried to keep them somewhat general so it wasn't me just like projecting my insecurities about social media into this podcast and more like observational things that I've learned about, things that I've been noticing from like a user standpoint rather than just Margot Lee complaining. As I said, I studied the internet, so I really enjoy breaking it down and kind of trying to figure out trends. Yeah, if this comes across complaining, I'm sorry. I was thinking about how I feel a little bit like I am going to my boss and telling my boss all of the things that I hate about its company. (laughs) 
like it'd be like i work at a grocery store and i just go on the loudspeaker and i'm like i hate this job and here are five reasons why (laughs) i've actually seen people do that on tiktok and it's kind of fucking epic but um i guess i'm going to be doing that version of that today luckily social media is not a person it's 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 a it's a con no it's not even a construct it is a thing um but my point being that that thing can't really fire me you guys can fire me (laughs) you guys are my boss so that's pretty cool so anyways i am getting off track i'm going to open up my trusty journal i swear to god if i lose this journal i'm gonna i have to knock I just knocked on wood because if I lost my journal, that would be the equivalent of my world being set on fire. I'm flipping to the page that at the top is titled reasons why I hate the internet and by the internet, I mean social media asterisk right now. Side note, I also love it for a lot of reasons. Okay. I'm glad we've covered all of those points. All right. We are going to start with reason number one. Everything is the same. Okay, so we went from the web being very compartmentalized. So Facebook being like wholesome photo albums, Instagram being artsy pictures, um, Snapchat being super in the moment, blog was writing, YouTube was long form video, TikTok when it first came was short form video. All of these things, you knew that you were going to these different platforms for different things so in my social media class we called those affordances the purpose or the way that the app was designed to be interacted with so youtube started and kind of still is i'll get I'll, i'll get to this a website with its affordance being designed for long form video i don't know if i just use that word affordance correctly but i love that word So I'm probably going to keep using it incorrectly. Bear with me. Instagram, you went on Instagram for like artsy photos. It started like super impersonal. Also, it started like a flower, your meal at Earth Cafe. And it was like cool kind of because like you posted it. And that's when like its social media identity started like, oh shit, she goes to earth. My point is that every social media website had its own thing, which was really like refreshing and fun because you could be really good at one thing and you would grow because that algorithm would favor what that website was originally created for. And of course, all social media platforms are going to evolve and change if you look at the first version of instagram of course it looks nothing like it looked even two three years ago um and that's totally natural that's how businesses grow and evolve but point being you knew what you were going to get when you open an app today you can open pretty much any of those apps whether it's facebook instagram tiktok or youtube And they are now all pushing out short form video. I actually don't know about Facebook. I don't use Facebook, but at least for Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Short form video is being shoved down your throat to the point where creators do not have enough time to make different types of short form content for all of their different platforms. Because now, I don't know if this is like top secret information. It's probably, you can probably Google it. YouTube is coming out with shorts. Instagram has reels. TikTok is TikTok and obviously was like the trailblazer for this. 
instead of Instagram and YouTube just staying in their own fucking lanes and promoting people who are good at using their product, they had to go and add these features because they saw all of their users were spending time on TikTok. And instead of making their product better, where their creatives would thrive and grow, they're now copying this. So people are just copying, pasting content. And it's so frustrating to me because it it fucks with creativity so much. And like you could argue that everyone can put their format of like photography or um, I don't know, singing or whatever it is into short form video. Sure, anyone can do that. But like if you spend so much time of your life trying to master a certain platform and that's where you're finding your success your sponsors your monetization and then all of a sudden everyone's like oh haha psych like we're actually gonna push all of these short form videos so can you actually make all of your content a 15 second video it's like come on bro like it it makes creativity feel so stale I don't know I'm obviously heated about this so I'm just gonna move to the next one social media is fake as fuck need I say more probably not but I'm still going to (laughs) okay so we're gonna start with the most obvious part of this which is filters and how filters fuck up beauty standards and people's self-confidence because everyone is using filters and 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 this is nothing new like this has been going on for so long especially with facetune and photoshop i think being what inspired all of these where like people were already altering their pictures offline then why don't we just bring it onto the platform so people are spending more time on the platform they feel better about themselves and we get to get more data about how people are altering their pictures and posting it so that we can do more of it when we see that they're using a lot of it I'm not even really going to get into this because I think it's obvious how filters can fuck up the beauty standard and make people super self-conscious. Anyways I'm, I'm not going to go on about this I'm going to move to point number two about social media being fake as fuck this is kind of like an aha moment I had a couple years ago when I was super focused on like aesthetic and my visual brand I cared so much about what my aesthetic was which um now looking back I wish I could give myself advice that I am not great visually and if I'm just showing my life completely unfiltered and straight from the camera roll that's gonna be my like quote-unquote aesthetic and just to not overthink it delete visco delete the app margo um here's why i think aesthetics are great like there are certain people on social media where their aesthetics are extremely inspiring like if you have an aesthetic and you like it that's fucking dope like it's a lot of fun for people if you want your instagram to look a certain way and like you have the ability to do that great by all means do that i have no problem with people who do that i just think it's good every once in a while to be reminded that the people with the perfect aesthetics live a normal life like i got so in my head that because i didn't have like this perfect aesthetic that like my life was so much worse than someone else's because I couldn't like visually portray it so then maybe I just like don't have those things or I don't have that access to like pretty walls and plants and whatever. These people with these perfect aesthetics are still going to the grocery stores that you do. There's a lot of parts of their day that are very unglamorous and I know that's so simple but when I had this realization that like an aesthetic isn't what somebody's life looks like um, 
a mini light bulb went off for me and I have to kind of remind myself of that sometimes where just because your Instagram doesn't look perfect and somebody else's does doesn't mean that their life is like better or prettier or I don't know why I feel so like called to talk about this but it really affected me and this was like a while ago like I definitely feel like I'm over this but I think it's worth sharing I don't know I think it's just a good reminder that There's more to life than a Instagram page and if you're feeling super anxious or stressed that your Instagram doesn't look perfect and somebody else's does, it's nothing to stress about and life goes on and enjoy your life because it doesn't matter. Okay, let's go to point number three. I hope you guys are ready because I'm about to go off. Number three is trends. (sighs) Okay, so this is really interesting because I think that there's a lot of good that comes with this argument as well as bad, but I'm going to focus on the bad because that's the kind of mood I'm in. I woke up and I felt a little bitchy today. Okay, so let's talk about trends. So I'm going to just kind of talk to fashion trends because it's going to be easier than me jumping all over the place from like food trends, makeup trends, skincare, blah, 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 blah. Let's think back to not even pre-social media, like honestly pre-TikTok, eh, let's say like four years ago, we went from the power lying in the hands of huge corporations like Vogue and the trends that they decided on then trickled down to quote unquote normal people, society. And now it's completely flipped where trends are starting with people and society and then it's has to trickle up can you do that can you trickle up we're defying gravity we really are going to the huge corporations and then they're like writing about it so it, it, it's kind of nostalgic to me of like these huge corporations and going through teams of like 50 people to deciding what like the denim shape of the season was or like what the color of the year was there's something extremely dated about that of course and I think it's great that we are able to move past that but there's a few reasons why I have issues with the fact that now like Joe Schmo can decide on trends which again like I don't want this to sound like I think the power should be in like huge corporations and money I don't I think it's fucking sick that anyone has a say but because of that there are certain things that arise that might not be so wonderful so first let's talk about the good because I don't want to discredit that that's kind of fucking sick that now anyone can make up that trend for the moment um that's amazing it's been really fun to watch that and watch people's style evolve and of course you know what's so funny is like trends are completely dependent on what your for you page is which is nuts tiktok is fucking nuts What's also really great about that is it means that there's more voices in fashion because we're using fashion as our example, which means that it evens the playing field. It gives power and space to people who might not have had it before, which is incredible. People who are studying fashion and listening to this are going to hate that I'm saying this, but it allows people who have no like traditional education or focus on fashion to have a say in fashion which I don't really think has been a thing 
entail social media where you know like other than celebrities but I would even say that they're part of like that fashion institution but somebody who has no background in fashion hasn't studied it hasn't done whatever they can start a fashion trend like come on that's kind of that's nuts it's a lot more instant because it's less institutionalized and if there's anything I've learned about working at a startup and working with corporate brands when you're working at a startup with a small team decisions are made very quickly and usually by one or two people versus if you're working at a corporation it has one idea or decision has to go through so many teams of people before it's approved hence why you go on TikTok and like the ads for say like even Apple or these huge brands it's like a trend that you saw three, four weeks ago, it's because it took that long for approvals and edits and all that stuff in the corporate side. It's really cool that we can kind of get rid of that and trends just fall into your lap almost instantaneously. Um, It just feels fresher and newer and less stale and you know that you're one of the first people to hear about it, which is really cool. With all of that being said, and I'm sure there's many more great things to this, I'm not discrediting that people have a voice and I'm worried that I kind of made it sound that way, but I want to talk about more of the bad sides of this um, that I've been thinking about. Fast fashion, this is horrible for the environment. Having a new trend every two weeks like a new aesthetic that's big like a new piece that you need in your closet a new like style vibe a new store that's popping like you could argue that it's great for the economy (laughs) of course it is so bad for the environment and I am shocked how many people on my for you page talk about these horrible companies for fast fashion like Shein it's just these brands that are absolutely ruining the environment and people have no remorse being like this trend is happening now like get all of these pieces which by the way all of those things on those websites are just direct copies of other things like these websites aren't just like happening to have like incredible designers who have access to material that's really cheap it's using really fucked up labor to copy designs of designers and they're using extremely cheap fabric so it's really frustrating when these trends like sweep the internet and everyone feels like they need to get those things and they're getting it from these fast fashion websites and it's just killing the environment because every two not even I was gonna say two weeks it's every like five days maybe maybe less there's a new trend try if you're really into those trends that's fun but like try to go through your closet and rework things or go to thrift stores depop thread up like think about secondhand first I don't know I I can I I actually would love to have a whole conversation on fast fashion with an expert because um I've read articles and kind of tried to keep myself updated but there are people who know a lot more about that and I'd be interested in talking to them about the effects of social media anywho that'll be a future episode the next bad thing about this like fleeting trends is it's so fleeting that I feel like we can't really enjoy it like it happens and you're either ahead of the trend or you're late to it and it's old and there's already something new where like I feel like the 2000s were so fucking iconic because there were like 10 pieces like low-waisted jeans like bedazzled whatever those butterfly tops tinted sunglasses 
those iconic pieces that we can look back and be like, that was the 2000s. Like that was so iconic, which again, of course, there's bad sides to that, but it makes it so that we can't like enjoy the trends because we're so worried about being ahead of the next one, but they're so fast. The other thing I wanted to point out is that of course at say a Vogue, it has to go through a lot of people and those people were selected to work there. And that is a very selective path, but the people on social media are still somewhat selected by like the algorithm And if your voice gets across, it's because you have reach. And what's amazing about TikTok, and I think one of the reasons why it blew up, is because anyone can have reach. Like truly, you don't have to be like a mega influencer or celebrity or, you know, own the app or whatever to get your voice across, which is great. TikTok opens the door, but you still have to be comfortable with putting yourself out there and millions of people seeing you. So like yes you have the opportunity everyone has the opportunity to go viral but you also then have to play into what that means to go viral for those people who feel private but still want to have a voice like I don't know I think it's something something to think about all right guys we've made it to my last point and it's great because I have seven minutes until my 9 30 call my last point is called give me a break It is really hard to step away from social media because of the algorithm. The way that Instagram and TikTok work is the more you use the app, the more you're going to be pushed out to its users. So there's certain like cocktails for success that I'm seeing on my For You page. General rule is if you're using the new tools that different platforms are using you're going to be pushed out more because they want to promote these like new things that they're using if you're using reels more then instagram is going to push you more okay this is why i have a problem with it and i i realized because i have to watch a couple videos on like founders for startups and something that all these founders are talking about is how they make their offices so great and have absolutely everything you could need including like napping pods and your favorite snacks you can like put an order in and cold brew on tap and like super comfy chairs and ping pong tables and whatever is so that you don't leave the office like those things are great and if you work at an office with well I guess everyone's kind of working from home now but if you would were to work at an office like that that's a lot of fun and I'm jealous of you but those offices are designed so that you leave the office less because everything is there. And social media is designed the exact same way. Like the way that Instagram is designed to favor people who are active is the same way that Silicon Valley tech companies design their offices you never want to leave. So it results in maximum creation of content, product, whatever you want to call it. But it means that you have extremely low rest And you have very minimal time that you can get off the app to get fresh ideas and more integrated into the world. So rather than us going out in the world, getting really inspired by conversations we're having with people and things that we're seeing and like things that have nothing to do with social media, the apps are designed so that instead of that, we're getting inspired by other creators and things that we're seeing on the app which that can be really beneficial to like, you know, obviously I can't go for a walk and see what people who are creating in Australia are going to see. Like it gives me perspective into things that I might never have the opportunity to see for myself, which is like one of the really magical, cool parts about social media. But it also means that 
my perspective is going to be mostly coming from a app where people are let's go back fake as fuck um (laughs) and rather than us getting inspired and grounded in real life and then like coming back with our findings and like what we're really excited to share we're just kind of building all on top of like what other people think other people are sharing I don't know I, I I've tried to take breaks off of social media and it gives me so much stress that when I come back I'm just going to be doing so badly that it's really hard to do and it's something that I struggle with I'm not saying that that's like something that's good um, that's actually pretty horrible and I want to figure out a way mentally to just be okay with stepping away and living my life but as a creator and even just a person that like cares about that shit it's kind of hard and that is a wrap I hope that that wasn't a really negative rant I think that the internet and social media is fascinating and of course there are so many amazing things about social media I also am not exempting myself from any of these things like I play into all of these and I don't want to come across as like I observe these things and I do not partake in them because I partake in all of them I just think it's really interesting to be able to step back and look at it more critically than like taking things personally because we can't do that with social media at the end of the day they're all businesses based on data and it's just really crazy and we're growing up with it and it's good to be more critical of what's going on than feel like you're just like in the middle like the eye of the storm all the time I had a lot of fun sitting down with you guys and just chatting. I am trying to get more comfortable at podcasting. It's really fun for me, especially when I can talk about things like this that I'm really passionate about. And I know we're going to have really cool guests coming on. I have very special guests coming soon. Thank you for being so patient with me when I was taking my break. I feel like I'm getting to know you guys better because we're having discussions about these things and hopefully vice versa. And it's just a lot of fun for me and I feel very grateful and I'm going to try to not think too much about this because the whole point of this podcast is I don't know the answer to things. I'm just figuring shit out and I hope you want to join me for that ride. If you guys are enjoying Working Title, make sure to hit follow or subscribe depending on what platform you're on. If you are on Apple, give me a rating if you have a second to hit five stars. (laughs) If you do have time, but you don't want to hit five stars, you probably don't have time. So you should go do that other thing that you're meaning to do. And if you guys want to stay up to date with me every day, because I'm a sucker for the fucking algorithm, um, follow me on Instagram at margot.lee. It's a fun time and shoot me a DM and we'll chat. With that, I was going to say I'll see you next week, but I can't hold myself to that. So I will talk to you guys in the next episode. See ya.